Hello and welcome to Motorsport Now. My name is Jay Paveley and my podcast, if you don't know already, is to find out what motorsport people are doing with no motorsport. And I'm really looking forward to you guys listening to this one today. When I did the interview with, with him yesterday, I honestly came away really quite touched because it was just so open and honest. And this guy is so nice, honestly. In motorsport, you do get some big personalities and people react different way to their success, but it's, it's actually Oshan Price, who you can hear today. And he's won the essentially junior WRC equivalent in 2016. He won the first um, closed road rally in, in Wales. He just comes across as so humble. So I've left the start as it exactly was, and I hope he doesn't mind, but it just honestly just shows his true colours, which is lovely. So without further ado, here is Oshan Price. Okay, we're recording now, so if you could just introduce yourself first, that'd be great. Uh, I'm Oshan Price. And <laughs> you've got to give me a bit... <laughs> oh, right, okay. How um, would you introduce yourself normally? So obviously, we know who you are, but... Um, how would you formally introduce yourself if you were doing like a presentation or something to loads of motorsport people or non-motorsport people, people who don't know who you are? Uh, I'm Oshan Price. Uh, many will know me from the British Rally Championship. Um, former winner of uh, the Drive DMAC trophy in 2016. Um, yeah, and a builder. Spot on. So uh, the building is the family business. It is, yeah, a family business that I've worked in for a number of years. So uh it's it's been going for nearly 30 years now so yeah proud to be a part of it oh fantastic so you're just waiting to bump your dad off like i am with my family business not quite i've got my <laughs> granddad as well in the way so um, oh, no. there's, there's three generations so uh yeah there's an, there's enough going on for three of us to be there to be fair clearly a very hard-working family then but um in terms of uh rallying so what were you supposed to be doing in 2020 or how was it going until everything stopped well, 2020 was kind of a, a a quiet year, which was gonna well, well, that's what it looked like. Uh, then two weeks before the start of the British Championship, I kind of pulled something together just to do the Cambrian. Uh, I had to find a car, uh, I had to find a co-driver, and it all came together very last minute. And we kind of thought we'd do it on a, a round by round basis. We did have some plans, sort of tail end of last year, to do some World Championship stuff. Uh, they didn't quite sort of come to the table with you know what what was going to sort of be the ideal plan for me, so we had to scrap that plan and and just go back to the drawing board. Hence my uh, my plan to sort of do the British Championship. So there's going to be a full assault on the British uh, on a, as I said on a round by round basis, and then fit in sort of my uh, favourite events really throughout the year like. Uh, rally bike Heredigan, which I won last year. It would have been nice to go back there. Um, so we're still waiting on that and see if that will run. And it be nice to see that run this year. And hopefully uh, that will be the next event for us if, if things sort of, you know, go a bit quieter. So, yeah. And what car was that going to be? It was going to be in a Volkswagen Polo mm. this year. Uh, we tried we tried with the Hyundai on the Cambrian. Uh, we were actually in West Cork when... Uh, which is the second round of the British when when the event got cancelled because of the coronavirus. No, um, oh, so what a shame. I, I actually haven't driven the Volkswagen yet, apart from in and out of the workshop. So there's kind of a bit of unfinished or a big unknown there, really, as such. Um, 
so I, d- I don't really know what the car's like. So I've got a lot of, um, yeah, a lo- lot of waiting to do before I get in the car again, I suppose. And how was the Cameron for you? Did you enjoy that event? The Cameron was a rush, to be honest. Um, I didn't really enjoy it up until the time that I got in the car. Uh, even even before the test, everything was last minute. We were kind of last minute getting to the test. It was all a bit frantic. And like, as I said previous, you know, it took from nothing to being at the rally. It was two weeks. Um, pulled, pulled a couple of sponsors together just to help me out just for that event. And it was all very stressful. And as I said, you know, new co-driver as well. Never, you know, I, I, I'd I met Noel before and rallied against him, but never had him in the car with me. So there was a lot of unknowns. And on top of all that, I hadn't driven an R5 car on gravel for, for two years. So a lot of a lot of things to go back to. But yeah, the rally went really well. Uh, I think we approached it the right way, which was, you know, just do our own thing. Um. And to come away with second to to Matt on his home rally really was kind of yeah we couldn't really ask for more. It was a it was a perfect start from from my point of view to the championship really. Brilliant, and then it just all stopped. I'm so sorry, but um, in terms of how are you trying to keep yourself kind of focused and how are you getting yourself kind of ready for when you do start again? It's quite difficult to be honest because I mean everybody's in the same situation. Um, but there's just so much unknown. We don't know how long we're going to be off for. Um, you, you know, we're concentrating now. Ypres is is supposed to be our next event, but we're still waiting for confirmation whether it will run or not. So it's very difficult to plan for an event which might not happen or might happen. And you know, for somebody like me who's basically finding sponsors doing all the the prep the organization everything uh, on my own you know i'm just one person where maybe somebody with a a budget already allocated for the year can sort of forget about the, the sponsorship side of things and just you know do their fitness and preparation from that side of things but it's very difficult for me now to to try and approach businesses um after this difficult time of obviously people and, and, and companies being closed down. So it's a bit of an uncertain time for me as well. So I just been keeping busy with, with work. So, um, and just wait and see until we get the next, the next answer for, from the championship organizers. Yeah, that's all we can do really. I think it is difficult because again, I feel like yourself really, I was you know trying to get some more sponsors on board before this all happened. And now you kind of feel like, can you ask for money? Like, is it kind of just crossed the line? But yeah, it's something we've got to work on when we get back to it. Um, but just kind of going to something you said about navigators, it was your um, first time with Noel. Who are you going to use for the rest of the season when things get back up and running? Yeah, Noel, Noel will be back along alongside once uh, things pick up. So he did a real good job on the first round, and to be fair, he had a bit of a tricky situation where I I really wanted to do well, so he had uh, sort of big big shoes to fill, really, and he sort of exceeded uh, my expectation of him, really. Not that I didn't think highly of him, but for somebody to do that on a on such a high status event, a bit of pressure on on me and, and us both to to do well and. Yeah, we, we really got on as well. Um, Can I ask a cheeky question as well? Hopefully I haven't got it wrong. <laughs> go on. Is your girlfriend, does she navigate? She does. She does, yeah. Jess has actually navigated for me um, twice now. 
How did you find that? To be fair, the first time it was kind of, in my mind, the event we did was a, an anniversary event, which was going to be a one-off in Belgium, which was uh, Escort Rally Special. We went there with a car that I'd driven before, and it's something that, um, a car that I really enjoyed driving, it was uh, an RS 1800 uh, Ford Escort. So I just wanted to go and have fun on a different rally, and um, Jess come along, and she hadn't really done a lot of pace note writing at all at that point, so she was completely in the deep end and completely chilled out about it, um, which obviously... I'm not the most chilled out guy on a rally. I kind of like everything to be just so. Uh, and things actually went quite well because of the format of the event. Nothing was too serious. Uh, and we just had fun. And we ended up winning winning the rally. Obviously. She's a very good navigator then. So, so she did the job very well. So I thought, well, I better take, take her again. And I did last year. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't quite have the same the same luck as we had the year previous. We had a lot of car trouble, which sort of led to us pulling out the rally. Um, so we only had like a, you know half of the rally done. So we got unfinished business, um, but we'll see what happens you know, this year and see what see if she'll get in the car again with me. <laughs> well, at least you didn't, yeah. Well, it's, at least it's just mechanical. You didn't do anything silly. So that's the main thing. <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't have. I don't think I could live with myself if I hit that car or damaged it because it, if... It's not my own car, but if I ever won the lottery, I'd probably buy it. I thought you were going to say because she was in the car with me. I couldn't, I <laughs> no. <laughs> I was more worried about the car. It's too it's too. <laughs> You're such a motorsport bloke, aren't you? That's so funny. And then you did say about, um, obviously, you really enjoy driving that car, but what's your favourite car that you've competed in? Uh, probably that car, to be honest. I mean, I've been lucky enough to drive quite a few different things, um, from a world rally car to, you know, Ford Escort and some classic Porsches as well. Um, I mean, it depends if you have to pick a stage or pick an event on a car, you know, you have a, a specific car, but an all round car an all round favorite is, is probably the Ford Escort Mark II, just because it's a car that's quite close to my heart and I've had quite a good success rate in the amount of rallies I've done with them so and it's yeah. just it's just a good crowd pleaser as well and you know it always puts a smile on your face wherever you go definitely yeah if you think rally you've got to think of those um and in terms of, obviously you've done really well throughout the whole of your motorsport career but what would you say personally is your best achievement what have you been really proud of doing well the one achievement really that, that stands out for me is when we won the uh, juniors, as I call it, but it's, it was called the Drive DMAC Fiesta Trophy back in 2016. Uh, it's now called the Junior WRC, um, but back then it was it was sponsored and, and backed by DMAC. It was a championship really that that I started again, like every other year. You seem to do round by round, see how the budget goes and see how you get on. And we won the first round, so that was a good start. And there was some really strong competition. A couple of you know really fast guys that had achieved quite a lot in their careers, but coming back to to try and do this to try and win the prize, which was um, split into categories, uh, some funded drives for the for the following year, and uh, it was something that I never really thought I would actually manage to finish due to budget and you know how how things cost. But yeah, we managed to to win it in the last round in in Spain and. 
I never forget finishing the last stage because all my family and friends, they were all at the end of the stage. And it was quite a surreal moment, really, because you kind of knew, you know, can I can I go that next step? Because financially, it this had already broke us. But it was one of those, you know, I've got this now and, you know, nobody can take it away from me. So, and everybody was so proud because we'd all chipped in together to just, you know, put so much effort to and to, to sort of achieve what we'd achieved, really. It's mad how much we all put into our sport that we love so much, which can sometimes make us or break us. But it's a bit of an old question that I'm going to ask. But obviously, you're a fantastically talented driver. But what keeps you coming back to motorsport? Because you've got a separate career, technically speaking, with your family business. What just keeps bringing you back? It's the buzz, really. I mean, it's in my blood. Um, I can't do anything else, really. I haven't <laughs> really got any other hobbies that I'm good at. Um, I do enjoy other hobbies but I keep falling off mountain bikes and hurt myself so rallying I, I seem to have uh, a good success rate and like I say it's it's been in it's been in my blood for a very long time my uh, my dad competed at clubman level so yeah it's just a buzz um, and obviously I'm quite competitive as well so if I win I just want to win more and second place won't do kind of attitude so very much so. And how, again, I did ask earlier, how are you coping, you know, well, said about COVID coming, but how are you coping without that buzz? Because it is something we all kind of have to deal with, isn't it? You know, I feel it myself, not been competing for a few months, you start to get a bit twitchy. Yeah, like I say, it's an unknown. If you kind of said, right, in three weeks time, the, you know, sport and rallying will, will continue, you kind of got something to look forward to. But at the minute, you kind of live in just day by day, living in hope and you know, I'm I'm quite lucky, I suppose, in some ways that my family business and and I we've been able to to work with obviously social distancing me- measures. Um, but a lot of people are are not able to do that, and they're they're stuck at home wondering what to do and looking at four walls. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a there's plenty for me to think about from a business point of view. But I'm getting to the point now I could do with a break and a bit of a you know, let the steam off and, and do a rally. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just the same for everyone, I guess. Okay, so going back, where was your first rally and can you remember it well? Uh, this is this is back a while now. So this was back in 2009 uh, in Latvia. Uh, I actually started rallying before I was 17. So I started when I was 16. Uh, I can't remember the name of the rally. I know it's got a funny pronunciation that I won't even try to pronounce. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a rally out there. It's like a, a national rally, which is kind of an equivalent to a BTRDA event here in the UK. Um, 45 miles. It didn't go well. We were using a, a Renault Clio that we'd had a uh, sort of trouble test with it beforehand and obviously me being the the 16 year old that they thought that knew nothing I wasn't happy with a few things with the car because uh, I couldn't really keep it on the road and then they solved the issues after actually finding out that I was right which was a bit of a surprise and then later in the event um, I think the fuel pump went and, and that was that like a couple of stages from home so I didn't actually get the chance to finish my first ever rally which was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a disappointment oh, no. sorry about that that's annoying but um yeah you know as soon as you've done that first rally you've you've, you've crossed that hurdle then and you know there's, <laughs> there's no turning back 
can I ask you about Poland? Yeah. Did you have a bit of a an off there? We had quite a big accident in Poland, yeah. Um, 2017, so this this event was my first um, prize drive after winning the, the Drive DMAC trophy the year previous. It had rained heavily for days and days before the event, um, but I had done the event uh, a year previously when it was, you know, scorching sun, you know, the hottest and the hottest rallies I've done. And uh, stepping up into an R5 car, which wasn't unfamiliar to me at all, as I was running one in the British Championship, uh, actually just the week before. Um, and yeah, it was the the first proper stage of the rally. We'd done a super special the night before. I knew the stage, you know, really well. There was, you know, nothing really tricky about it. But we just got caught out on a, a fast sort of right, left, right. And as I braked, um, there was just something sort of water rising and it was really, really slippy. And, you know, the rain was horrendous. Car snapped sideways. And by the time I tried to get the front back, there was a massive immovable rock, sort of half the size of a car in the grass. And it basically went from 70, 80 mile an hour, end over end, but only went once. It just flipped onto its roof and landed above you know, the roof came down above my head and it was a dead stop. So it didn't actually roll a couple of times. We just, yeah, 70 to zero in a split second. So not, not, not a nice accident, especially I, for some reason I couldn't get out. Um, Dale managed to get out. Okay. His side, cause his side was kind of undamaged, but my, my side was quite squashed and all the roof was pushed over and had come down past my uh, crash helmet so it'd come down quite quite far and obviously just the sheer panic of never really been upside down before um I'd, <laughs> I'd rolled once before but never actually come to stop on my roof so that was kind of a, a new experience in itself um and I remember shortly afterwards it was you know obviously raining heavily we had no jackets because my jacket had actually been cut up into pieces from being bounced down the road no <laughs> yeah and I remember feeling ringing um my family who a couple of them were on on the event and I remember just my back and my neck sort of getting really tense and uh I thought here we go you know this isn't this isn't good we got checked out by the doctor and FIA doctor and they were happy so that was that but the it was just the neck sort of Four, five, six months, really, even though that I was still doing events, I was in pain every day um, and from various trips back and forth to a chiropractor and a doctor, uh, I'd basically compressed uh, all my vertebrae in my back, um, so slowly, I was sort of trying to release that obviously when when something moves that quickly, then there's a lot of information in your back and um it took it took at least six months to, you know, put it right again. And I never forget the day, the day when it did come right. I was actually doing a test day with uh, a sponsor and and his son, first time on gravel. And the day before, I'd had a session with a chiropractor, and he said, "You're doing really well." And then the the next day, we did this test session. First run, I was a passenger, and we rolled. No. And um, yeah, we rolled. And uh, I remember thinking, and I felt my back go again. Oh. So 
that was that then and I was in pain then sort of on and off for a couple of weeks until till everything came back properly but it's a it's a bit of a funny one really it was wasn't a really good good time for me in in many different ways you kind of I wish I could have had a bit more help really to to recover um and just some people just to support me along the way would have been you know a, you know a big big help you know like when I broke unfortunately I broke my uh my shoulder uh, not far off this time last year and I recovered within six weeks just because I had the help of the right people mm. the right people around me and, and that's how it went but unfortunately when when you haven't got the right people around you um it does take a long time obviously everyone in the team is important when it comes to rallying but it's times like those everyone needs to pull together and if you haven't got a functioning driver then it's kind of it's not going to work is it no and it's it kind of got on the the year sort of dropped off as well after Poland we we actually did an event this the weekend after which was the Nicky Griss stages so we were back into another car uh, and another round of the British Championship. How did you cope with the pain though did you have support on you like how did you it was you just adrenaline carries you through it really I mean Mm. I was at this point I didn't go back to work because I've obviously in in work money labor I wasn't really able to work but I was I was okay you know physically fit by the doctors to drive and everything it was just pain more than anything from you know physical work um but we did we did the event the week after and we were leading until that car broke down so that was a bit of a shame but I as the year went on yeah it, it kind of dropped off then, but uh, we just, you know, we had a bit of bad luck with some mechanical failures, so we didn't really finish the season off. So ended up in a in a sad way, really, um, which a season started really well, had an accident, and then, you know, we performed really well after the accident, and, yeah, it just didn't quite come together. You know, we were leading the British Championship at the time, if I recall, as well, and we never really lost grasp of it it's just mechanicals and in that when you, when I eventually went back to back to work it was you know you you're in pain most days and you think oh wow is this really worth it and you kind of have to have a bit of a word with yourself then and then I had the sort of the right people around me then the the following sort of year and you know t- towards the middle of the next year then I was kind of back back on my feet and back where I needed to be Sorry, when you had the accident, was, you were doing it for M Sport, weren't you? Because that's part of the prize that you got. It was, yeah. It was a fully supported drive by DMAC and M Sport. Um, so we had a, you know, basically factory drive treatment. You know, we were being treated like we were, you know, factory drivers, really. And we had all the, the use of the recce cars. And it was an arrive and drive thing with M Sport, which is something I'll never forget, to be honest. Um, it was nice to experience that. Thank you for being so open and honest. That's really, I really appreciate that. Thank you. What advice then would you give up and coming drivers or anyone who wants to get into motorsport? Because as you've just described, obviously you've been through a roller coaster of success and emotions and ups and downs. Sometimes, I don't know about yourself, but I feel a bit guilty saying, yeah, come into motorsport because it's hard, but obviously very rewarding at the same time. So what would you say to people? It's a good question. And, and it's a question that I like, sort of get asked a lot and there's no real sort of rule of thumb of what what you should do and what you shouldn't do I think um everybody's career or everyone's aspirations are different and everyone's background and, and situation is different so it really does depend on um 
your background and again how much money are you looking to part with to begin with um we started basically with with the intentions of rallying being my hobby and i still class it as my hobby however it's almost become a career but i haven't quite managed to make it a career but it's making the right moves early on i think and having the right advice there's there's one thing probably I regret as 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 a driver really is not having the right advice early on, and you know now I do a lot of driver tuition. Where's that? <laughs> the Forest Experience Rally School. That's uh, the one. Also, <laughs> gotta get that one in, <laughs> um, and also do a bit for myself every now and again as well. So what I teach people so early on, and and I help quite a few young drivers out. It's it's something that get you out the bad habits and that's that's the thing that I struggled with the most I got to a level and I couldn't go any further um and I just needed help but I'd, I'd sort of accumulated so many bad habits with my driving that it took me a while to undo them but like putting your arm on like the window hand on beer stick that kind of thing no it's more from a dry <laughs> well they would have been easy to undo to be honest um <laughs> but um it was more from a a sort of driving technique point of view you think you're doing the right thing but if you don't know the 100 percent correct way then you know you're just going to do it where, the way you think is best which is not mm. the best approach uh, but another thing is that sort of made me the drive around today is get into sort of a, a one make series or a you know a hotly contested championship where you have competition in similar or the same car um, where everything's fair and it's down to the driving and that basically develops you as a driver and develops you as a person as well because you know you've got to you've got to use your head in these situations and obviously the the mature you are sort of it does it does show as well and you've got to be clever um, but again everybody's situation is different I kind of by that point knew roughly where I'd like to go and you know gave it a go and one make championships were the way forward and you know I, I still swear by them to this day and here's a question that I've asked everyone so far who inspires you like who's your idol I suppose I've had two really um Colin McRae and Richard Burns Richard Burns was as I grew up I was more towards Richard because I, I kind of liked his approach um Colin was obviously just flamboyant and just sort of shoulders out attitude and that was it but Richard was a, a bit more of a thinker and I kind of I kind of see myself quite similar uh, to him really and I, I could really look up to him because I'm always I always think that you know before I do something how I'm going to do it analyze it and then hopefully how I've analyzed it hopefully it goes that well but he was just so a people's person as well um and a real gent so yeah it was probably yeah Colin and Richard to be honest well they're two pretty good picks I'd say um what is the best piece of advice you've been given that's a good question I've never been asked that one I've never really been asked that question so that's that's quite an interesting one you've stumped me on that one I'll have to you'll have to ask me another question I'll have to come back (laughs) that's okay don't worry um where do you see yourself in five years time ideally Ideally, in five years' time, we'd like to get back to the World Championship. Again, we don't 
we don't know where uh, where things are going to be from rules and regulations and uh, you know we're trying to get back onto a ladder of opportunity um, at the minute we're kind of just sort of surviving and, and doing what we can and just trying to keep keep me sort of match fit and doing doing the best I can with what I've got really with you know some high profile events some good cars but you know back in the WRC the competition's so strong and it, and it does really push you along so not saying that the British Championship isn't like that because it really is it's exactly the same but you know as in everything the world level is another world of of level and talent and that's what I'd like to see myself um whether that's realistic i don't know some people might say it's not some people say it will be um but you just never know well it's quite clear that that's where you should be so fingers crossed you get all the sponsors you need and you really get to where you need to be for me listening to what you've said so far is is that you've got to get out of your bad habits um with driving and try and get past that wall i can very much relate to that wall but also you said about competing in a one-make series. Like, I really struggle when you turn up to a, a club event and you've got such a variation of cars and you all get put into the same class. Like, I'm in my own Prezzo, a 55-plate Prezzo, and then you've got R5s and R2s. And yeah, so that's really interesting. I appreciate uh, what you've said. But have you thought of the advice? Thought of the advice? <laughs> you haven't, I, have I you? Actually, <laughs> I, the, thing, the thing is, okay... I can't really speak as a, a specific thing, but uh, I had a lot of advice off Thierry Neville back in 2013, I think it was. Well, from um, that should be good advice, whether you're going to say them. Yeah, and I think the issue with this question is, is one bit of advice, it was more like a thousand bits of advice. And again, this is where I was having my sort of block where I wasn't getting any quicker. And this is where Thierry came in and helped me a lot. And I had a lot of advice off him over the next sort of six six months after that. Did a test day with him and I really learned a lot. And I don't think if I hadn't have had him helping me then, I wouldn't have achieved what I've achieved to date. So there's no one bit of advice. There was there was quite a lot of driving advice really from from him that really made yeah, made me improve really. Um, I mean, people skills and, and, you know, being the person you are really is probably the best advice. Other than that, it sounds a little bit of a a, a cliche or, or whatever, but you've got to be yourself and, and you make yourself who you are by being exactly who you are um, and let you let you drive and do the talking, really. Um, <laughs> and, and that's it. So well, I think that's pretty good. I'll take that as an answer. Thank you. <laughs> I'd say I'd say that's half an answer. I've kind of I've 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 answered it in a in a diplomatic way. I'd say, and I haven't really given you an answer, but yeah. Well, you're gonna keep the best bits to yourself, haven't you? You can't tell everyone everything. You're gonna keep it to yourself tell, a little bit. Can't tell everybody <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I won't keep you anymore. Thank you so much. That was absolutely fantastic. I'll learn. No problem. And that was our Sean Price. I hope you guys enjoyed that and I hope you can take something away from it as well. As you can see, it's very honest what he has to say, nothing to hide, no, nothing corporate, it was just really, really good. And please leave your comments, please get in touch. Um, please leave us a review if you're on uh, Spotify or Apple and get in touch via Instagram, Jade Paper Motorsport. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my podcast sponsors, Group B Motorsport and Forest Experience Rally School. I'll be releasing my next podcast shortly.